This, this, this is straight, straight, straight out of Crumpton with your host, Greg Crumpton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. I'm Tyler Kern. I'm joined, as always, by the man himself. It's Greg Crumpton. Greg, welcome to another episode of your podcast, man. Well, Tyler, what a welcome. Uh, what a great morning. What a welcome. Uh, excited to be here. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, it's it's 11, 10 a.m. my time. And, um, right. God, I feel like I've been on the, on the fly since 5 o'clock this morning. So much fun stuff. Um, got a lot of cool stuff going on at, at Service Logic, my my real job, and uh, all the little side hobbies are like all at once. Everything's popping, and the wife's out of town, so I got the poodle by myself. So uh, yeah, big 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 day. Glad to be here. Are you a coffee guy, Greg? In the morning when you get up really early, are you big on the coffee? I, I know some people have, are, have shunned the coffee way of life. Is that is that the direction you go in the mornings? All right, maybe I should remind you that I am an equity holder in the beautiful company called the Commonplace Coffee Company. I do remember this, yes. Okay, so therefore, look at my screen, bottoms up. There you go. Yes, I'm a coffee guy, Tyler. I've been on coffee since 5 o'clock this morning. Love Still it. Still on coffee, but I quit at noon's my heart stop. So, All right. There you go. Maybe. All right. The only the important facts here on Straight Out of Crumpton. Well, let's introduce our guest for this episode of the show. It is Manette Morrow. She is an entrepreneur extraordinaire and owner of the Perfect Assistant Consulting. Uh, Manette, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Tyler and Greg. Great to see you. What an honor. It's been so long. It has. It's been several years now, Greg. Oh my goodness, it. you met me. 30s in my 30s. <laughs> I was trying to remember this morning. I was I was going through some notes and I do actually prep for this. A lot of people probably don't believe that, but I do. Um, but I was trying to think back. It has been um I want to say at least 10 years since we've been knowing each other. Uh it may be a bit longer. Um I don't know, but it's it's been it's been a while. And I've watched your development over the years, and and I, I love how we met, and I'm going to let you tell that story in a minute. Um, but it's so good to have you. I look I look forward to catching up and letting all of our, our uh, 2.6 million listeners know um, exactly what you do, why you do it, which I think is a really cool story, and uh, just get to know you a bit. So, um why don't we kick it off? You tell us a little bit about what you're doing now um, with your perfect assistant company. And uh, I know you're a licensed real estate agent, um, among other things. You're a mom. You got a young and running around. So give us give us a little rundown. My name is Manette Morrow. Everyone that doesn't know me already, um, I'm the owner of the Perfect Assistant Consultant. Consulting, which is an administrative and concierge service in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I'm based. Um, I have a client base of executives that I provide administrative services to, as well as family services, whatever you need. I'm the perfect assistant. I can help you get the job done. I do organization projects, um, errand services, a number of things. 
Um, that's where I started. And I am now um, a real estate agent. So I provide real estate services as a referral agent under the perfect assistant. Um, I'm really big into project management right now when something major that I'm working on at this time that I'm so excited about is Sunset Community Farms, which is um, a nonprofit farm set up here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and really to bring um, fresh foods and education about growing to the West Side Corridor of Charlotte. So that's something major. As Greg said, I'm a mom of a nine-year-old amazing daughter, um, Eden Morrow. She would be very upset if I did not mention her name. <laughs> All right. Hold, let's, let's take a moment okay. here. Did, did you say nine? Nine. Oh my God! All so right, it's been it's been way longer than ten years. I'm on the I'm on the old man wagon. So. <laughs> she is nine years old, so I've been I'm a mom, two year running president. Um, well, I'm retired from that, but parent group president. I'm now on the arts council at school, so I have many many hats. Um, but I love what I do. I love serving people. That's what I realize I do. So I serve people. But I met Greg at least 15 years ago. Oh, God. From his trainer. I met him in with his personal trainer. Yep. That's he looks so great that he, I think that's where he began his journey. Um, you know, early on yeah. of getting majorly fit. And you look you look great, by the way. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, that was uh, that was a I can't believe it's been 15 years. But um, so, Tyler, you would love this dude who who Manette's talking about. <laughs> we have his to say his name. name. We have to say yeah, his name. His name is Shabaka Amen. Oh, yeah. And he um, is a, he's a, first of all, a great guy. And um, so my wife, Connie, met him. I think they met at like Trader Joe's or something. And um, yeah, yeah, that was before Charlotte had a, a whole paycheck. I mean, a whole foods. So we didn't we didn't give all of our money to whole foods then. But um, Shabaka had a, a business and he was doing some personal training. My wife started over there. Uh, I started going. And um, I think Shabaka, he was testing my metal to see how early in the morning he could you know have a client <laughs> I said, he didn't know i like to get up early so i said well how about four oh, and he just looked at me like you know he was as white as a screen he, he turned white I'm, I'm like okay how about 6 30. i swear the boy was never in time <laughs> but we, we did we did have a good time in those, in those days back then but you know, Manette, um, you you said the reason you you do what you do is that you're a servant, and um, I I noticed or, or I didn't notice it. I I gathered that early on in our relationship because you were a doer. You know, um, never never let grass uh, grow under your feet. You're always on the fly. I remember that little car you used to have. You used to run around all over town and that thing. Um, I remember that the birthing of, you know, the perfect yes. assistant when you were you know, trying to figure out what you were going to do, uh, you knew what you were good at. 
Um, and so I'm so glad that you've been able to make a career out of that. And um, so uh, what, what I'm interested in, I think, about that, if you care to talk about it, is when, when you get a client early and then, you know, you've been with them a while and then they've been with you a while and you develop that relationship, what is it that makes people and this is straight up how it has to be. They trust you, all right? Because if they didn't, they wouldn't give you their credit card number, the keys to the house, the code to the office, all that stuff that a true personal assistant and confidant has is all about trust. So I'm curious of, of how that how that starts and, and, you know, what are some of those early exchanges? And then when do you feel like, they're getting to the point to where they're comfortable turning over the keys to the kingdom, so to speak to you. How, do, how does that like work out for you? It's really interesting to me. It's actually very interesting, Greg. It's funny that you would even use that word trust too, because people don't realize they trust me with, you're trusting me with your children. You're trusting me with your bank accounts. You're trusting me with the keys to your home, all of your most valuable things. Um, and I guess I would say I learned that at home. I, it had to start at home somewhere. Um, and messing up enough and having a stern mom, I came from a single parent home, um, or I can, and I can't, I hate that term single parent because it truly takes more than that. And I had far more than that. My mom was never single or by herself, but my parents were not together for sure. And my, and my father was not necessarily involved in my life, but I had amazing grandparents and just my family. And I have two brothers. And it's so funny because my mom was on our butts so much about so many things, but we, as adults, you see how those things were important. So I can say, you know, from just my family and learning early on, messing up or lying or, you know, taking something, you just learned not to do that. All, all about being a kid, right? It was about being a kid. It started there for sure. So I try to enforce a lot of that. I've been a school teacher. I taught middle school at Ransom Middle School. So all of my lessons, um, it, it just started from home. It started from working in friends and families' businesses early on and having that responsibility and knowing that they trusted me in their stores. Um, I worked in a little I've worked all kinds of places. So it just taught me along the way from my first job was at Moody's Investor Service. I was a business analyst um, from college friendships. Many of my friends, I'm from I'm from Charlotte, where I live at again today. Um, I don't live in the same place, but I just live in the same city and I've traveled. I've been a flight attendant. So all of those things just shaped me and molded me. So at a point when I was unemployed after being a flight attendant, people just began to say, Manette, will you do this for me? Will you do that for me? And I just started doing it good. And people trusted me with more and more and more of their life. And it started from there. 
That's awesome. Well, you, you said it, it's ironic or, or whatever your word was about trust that I said that, but um, you and you, uh, you and, and many and, and myself, I continue to be amazed at how often that word comes up in relationships because um, I think a relationship, you know, crosses over at some point from being a uh, uh, an acquaintance into a relationship. There's something that happens in that process because, I mean, people, you go to lunch with somebody, I don't necessarily have a relationship with them. It might be considered that because we have a relationship, but that's an acquaintance, but a relationship, you start, you start kind of chipping away at the, at the outer shell and figuring out if that's somebody you want, you know, in, in your circle or in, in like my boss, uh, I guess developing your world around you with people that you've, you know, feel close or, or that you have each other's back. And uh, when you start a new relationship with a client like you do, you know, you you kind of like you jump in the deep end of the pool pretty quickly with them because, yeah, you may start out doing some of the mundane stuff they need done. But I would think that it would escalate pretty quickly into, you know, getting seriously deep into their family or their business or both. Um, it's just interesting how we as, as people, uh, you know, and I always quote the, or not always, but a lot of times I quote the uh, Stephen F or Stephen R. Covey, the son of Covey about speed of trust and how quickly you transfer that trust um, to somebody that you meet you know what drives that speed at which you say okay they're they're one of me i can trust them um i think it's Stephen arcovy now that i think about it but it's just an interesting uh journey to go from introduction to here's my bank account number i have a funny story to tell you and it happened to me yesterday and it's about the speed of trust <laughs> This is so funny um, when I think of this myself. I, my child goes to private school. So I'm like, oh, each cool. year tuition goes up. I'm like, I have to do anything. I have to do extra things to make money. So I also Uber on game days in Charlotte. So I think three Sundays ago, I met, I had a, a passenger, this passenger, um, is a teacher at a private, another private school in Charlotte, and it's for um, children with disabilities, and they teach them math and English and science, but they also, the most important thing is that they're preparing them to go to work and work in, in real life. His wife works at Johnson C. Smith, which I knew about. I had relationships there. We talked about that. And from that, he told me they needed substitutes and would I be interested because he had found out I was a teacher as well, had taught school. And I never do this, but I followed up on becoming a sub. So I've been, yesterday was my third time being there. And he said, just in the three times he's met me, or really that was the fourth time he would have ever seen me. By the time we were done talking, he says to me, 
he want he basically wanted me to hire me to keep his child. He was talking about he needed a new nanny for his child. And in just a little bit, you know, of our conversation, incredible. he says, you know, okay, I'm ready to hire you to be, you know, I'm ready to take over you to be my nanny. So, yes, the, and, and the conversation was very much built around, you know, trusting people. And I wasn't saying very much in the conversation, but I think it just comes with your spirit, too. Much of it is that's how it happens so fast. Like I can have conversations with people anywhere, all types of people. And very quickly, I'll, I'll, I'll know very much. But that's a gift. I love it and appreciate it and honor it. I, I too had that feeling with you, by the way. Um, and I'm sitting here looking at you on screen. Our, our listeners can't see you, but <laughs> there's a bit of a halo over your head. Oh, I'm, don't I'm say not, that. I'm not sure what that is, but maybe you're an angel. My big head. <laughs> but no, that I, I, I totally get that, what that gentleman felt because you know I, I felt it when when you and I first met many years ago which is why we're you know 15 years later uh, we still have a relationship where I can pay you enough money to come on this podcast it's <laughs> incredible <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're always accepting that uh, I want to I want to kind of jump off into another interesting topic that I find interesting because I, I don't know a lot about it um and what I do know about it is not current because the real estate market now is a whole lot different than it was five years ago, even because of the um, the housing shortage, the the low interest rates, the the amount of people moving for one reason or another, the pandemic, all of that stuff has really um, like exacerbated a lot of frenzy to in, in my outside world watching the, the residential real estate market. How did you decide to jump into that pool of sharks? <laughs> I mean, uh, fellow fish. And, you know, what, what is that like right now? How, how do you, how do you use your relationships and are they advantageous to you now in, in the, the real estate piece of your world? Um, real estate has several lanes and I like that. I think the real estate market everywhere across the country is doing very well right now. I'm sure there are some places that's not the case, but I do think real estate is doing well in several places right now. And I know in Charlotte and my region in this entire state probably is doing very well, too, um, despite the pandemic or in spite of it. But um, I, I've been a real estate agent since 2017, so it was a it was a bit of a different time. I'm sure agents that started. Um, even prior to 2017, hated it because so many there's there's been a flood of new real estate agents. So it's important to find your lane. And I I think my lane, I've been leveraging relationships. That's where I am in real estate. That's why I'm a referral agent, because I because of who I know, 
I want to make sure you got the best in whatever lane of real estate you're looking to purchase or sell in, be it the residential market, land market, commercial market. Um, I want to make your connection for you. So that's where I leverage my um, real estate skills. Well, that makes total sense because I, and you, you may or may not know, but every sale I've ever made in my life, sale I've ever made in my life, to some degree has been a relational based transaction because I'm not a good salesperson. I'm a, I, I feel like I'm a pretty good educator and a leader to the trough of whatever you may need. I just really don't feel like I sell as much as I show and tell um, because I'm an inquisitive person. I naturally think everybody else is, even if they're not, you know, and I'm like, don't you think that this is really, really cool? And they're like, uh, no, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just, my, you know, my my piece of whatever percentage of my brain is so geek uh, that I find uniqueness in some really weird stuff that other people think I'm just a freak <laughs> about. But um, I, I think they're, I don't know, I, the people I know in real estate, um, mainly female, I, I know a handful of males, but mostly females I know in the business um, and I thought about this when I bought this house uh, last time. It, it's so weird because I bought it from a male, uh, a guy named Andrew. And I mean, my natural inkling at work is I traditionally work with females. I always have up until I went to work at Service Logic, which is more male based. But um, it's so weird to deal with a male in the real estate world versus the females I've always dealt with. Um, and I couldn't figure out why, you know, um, <laughs> because I, I, and I really, I still don't know why to this day it felt so weird, but so I was thinking about it and uh, Anna Castillo, who's a good friend of mine, she's a real estate agent in, um, in Charlotte. And, um, you know, I, I know her and I know her personality and, and several other realtors I've dealt with and their personality. But you are different in that, to me, you have a much more macro outlook than a lot of real estate agents because, and, and that's not a knock on them. They do what they do, but you do that and more. So it's just, it's intriguing of how you blend that into, you know, your personal assistant world. Um, I find that intriguing. What I had to, I had to, fig I had to figure it out. It took me a while. Um, I admire people, men and women that go full on into real estate and go through the transaction with you. I was even the closing agent on one of the big teams um, at Keller Williams. So I, I was the assistant um, closing transactor or closing coordinator. And, and it's so much that has to be done. You don't have to do it all. So I commend those that walk you, you know, from looking to closing. 
everybody can't do everything well. And I want to be able to do everything, but but walk with you through it with somebody else kind of doing the step by step. Gotcha. And, and, and with the I'll, team. I do want to say that um, I want to give Anna a plug because I've known her for about 30 years now or at least 25. Yay, um, Anna. And she works for uh, Helen Adams Realty. And okay. she did a phenomenal job for us. So um, if you're in the, in the Charlotte and you need the handheld all the way through, she's a good one for that. And if you, if you don't, then Manette's and come see me and I'm going to get you to get you to Anna. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to make sure y'all two meet too. Um, I would like that. So tell me what's next on the horizon. You, you know, we always, you know, have things where, that we have done and God knows your career flight attendant, school teacher, you know, they're, they're both uh, kind of like daycare, but for different. Yes. Of yes, people. yes. Um, so what, what, um, you know, and I know what you're doing now a little bit, you, you've told us. So what, what do you see next? You know, your, your daughter's nine and she'll be 19 shortly. Exactly. Um, We've had that discussion. So what what are you looking at? What would you like to do? What's on your horizon? I see a beautiful background behind you. So um good old Charlotte. Good old so, Charlotte, yes. So what do you what do you uh what's what's on your mind? What's next? Um I'm fifty-one now, Greg. So I am hoping that whatever is next, um I like I like time freedom. So I need, you know, I, li- I like time freedom. I like time freedom and I want to be able to have that and still live, you know, a great life and lifestyle. But I just love even more time freedom and really doing things that I want to do. I like helping people on the fly. Um, I have some people that I have two artists, one, um, that I'm really working with to manage his career. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rap artist, actually. Um, both of my artists are, and it's two different styles. One is more of a Christian style, um, artist or just very positive. So, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. It's whatever my people ask for. I love that. I love that. <laughs> it's whatever the world needs of me. I just like to have, you know, the the time freedom to to do it, to take care of my child well. That's very important to me. Like being able to take care of my kid good, put her in or you know, just be with her in a way. Whatever it whatever we need going forward in this world. Um I like being a mom and want to do that very good. Have you read the uh, Matthew McConaughey book, Green Lights? I have not, but I, I have recently you know, heard about that. You you just described uh, a lot of what he tells of his story in that book. Um, really good book. I've never been a you know super duper McConaughey fan, but actually... Uh, Anna's husband, Russ, who I've worked with forever, recommended the book. So I was reading it recently and um, he got to a place where he had done these crazy romantic comedies 
you know, like the shirtless guy on the beach, you know, like one too many times in his mind. So he comes to this inflection point. All right, what's next in his career? And it was a lot of the same things that you just uh, told time, taking care of the kids and doing what you're led. To. Uh, so you get a chance, check that book out. I think you'd enjoy reading it. Um, Thank you. Good, good, yes. good piece. And I will. So Tyler, here you are. I can't believe she said she's 51 years old, but um, she looks freaking 30. Um, I want to be able to keep it that way. That's what I mean. I enjoy working out, having my coffee in the morning, tea, doing what I want. Exactly. To stay healthy and alive. I hear you. So Tyler, when you hear that story, um, what? how does that strike you? Because you know me and how I think a lot, like what my values are and what I believe in and my principles and all that good stuff. I know how when when I hear Manette talk and, and what she's driving for, it's really about having this big peace in her life. P-E-S. Um, how does that strike you as a young upcoming man, uh, young, you know, recently fairly new married building a life building a great career how does that hit you you know it's it's interesting because i think i think what minette is describing describes the way that a lot of millennials think that it's more about your peace of mind and your happiness doing what you're doing and and being able to value the things that you want to value over having a 30 40 year career at one place right and so i think that that what Minette has described, I think, is is in a lot of ways what a lot of people my age are, are striving for. It's I want to do something I like. I want to be able to help people in the process. And I want to be able to have time to spend time with my family and to take care of myself and to prioritize my mental and physical and spiritual well-being. And that, to me, really stands out. And, and Minette, I, I'm curious, like, Throughout this this time, it's easy to you know kind of tell the stories of our lives and and talk about years in a matter of seconds, right? But as you went through the different shifts of of having different careers and you know being a teacher and being a flight attendant, were the, were there ever times where you questioned yourself or asked, "Am I doing the right thing?" And if so, you know how did you work yourself through those types of times in your life and and assured yourself that you know, you're on the right path and you're doing what's best for yourself. As Greg knows this and I, Greg knows about Shabaka and the Metanitaire and how spiritually deep this trainer is and was, but I can say the first part is just a process. My process started even before I, this, this particular trainer. And um, so just life and time, I can say something to young people. What it took me years to find out, you can know today, but it's a decision. It's a decision to just choose that way of life and know that you want that for yourself and your mind and your spirit will, your heart will keep telling you that. And people told me no all along the way. Even when I do start my personal assistant service, I had one friend that really guided me and helped me and showed me the way to do it. But people also said I shouldn't do it. 
Um, when I became a flight attendant, my my mom didn't want me to go. Peep other people, you shouldn't do that. And so there will be naysayers all along the way. Many of those naysayers may be in your immediate family and household. <laughs> so it you just have to know it's a knowing, but it's not it's not hurting somebody to get it. It's not. It's not doing it the wrong way. It's a peaceful way and a flowing way. And that's how you know the way. So that's all I have. <laughs> you know, that's so true, though, because, uh, you know, I remember starting a company back in 1999 um, that later turned out to be a super duper company. And I, I really enjoyed it. Airtight, my, my old company. Airtight. Yeah, that's how I. That's right. And um, you know, you do have those folks that say uh, you should stick with the big company. They've taken care of you. They've trained you. All the things that are true. But you don't have to say just because um, they they got you to that point does not mean you. To Tyler's point, you don't have to get the thirty year watch with that company. You know, you could if you give your all for whatever you're getting compensated for, whether that's time off, Bitcoin or cash, if you give it your all for what you get hired to do, you don't owe anybody squat at the end of the day. Now, you should you know, that's my opinion. You you leave clean every day. So if, if I get paid today, I want to give a good day's work. If I get fired at lunch, I'm still going to work a full day and give you my all to the end because that's just my my way my brain works. I just don't think that, um, and, and this is such a generational shifting of our thinking of how uh, careers are. And, and Tyler, you brought up a great point. Um, and, and there are many people your age that really do value those things you just mentioned. I'm reading a really good book right now that is I'm half in controversy with and I half agree with. It's the uh, <laughs> it's principles by Ray Dalio, and um, you know some of the stuff that I'm reading, you know, it's like spot on with me. And then the other half is, damn, that's a little like uh, a little overbearing because. I don't think Tyler would want to do what Ray is suggesting in that book. And the book's only six years old. So I think that we are evolving at a record pace of, of yes. how, how yes. our, and, and I'll be dang, I believe the pandemic has even accelerated more and more because of remote work capability. And we've all proven uh, that we can work remotely, uh, in, in various fashions. Some people really like it. Some people don't like it. And I think most people like a hybrid. So you can do, you can work at home if it makes sense. You go to the office when you need to or want to. I just don't think that we're in an all or nothing world any longer. And the, the age of, you know, the, the 40 year old, I'll just put, you know, 10 years around that either way, 30 to 50 year olds right now really do tend to have the desire to work more freely. And um, with that, to Manette's point, uh, sometimes can come a little harsh criticism of what 
other people think you should be doing, but they're not you. Um, which I just find it, I just love this experiment we're all living through. And I think hard work is important. And as, as you should be able to tell about me, I work very hard. Like sometimes I know I'm not even, um, it's not valued as much as it should be in some things that I ha- that I do, but hard work is everything. The lesson sometime and the experience sometime is so much more valuable to me that I'll do the job so that I can get the experience and know-how. So it's something else I can do later for myself if I want or make it better some kind of way. I love Amazon and Uber because of their tracking and and routing systems. The things that I learn about routing, my brother drives a truck. We talk about having, you know, our family business and I'm doing dispatch. So to even if I tr- if even if I hire somebody to do a job, I want to know how to do the job. So training and work experience is is so valuable. It's so important. So education, learning is something that I will forever do and want to do. Um, that's how you evolve. So as to, you know, younger generations, I, I do encourage, yeah, peaceful life. That's great. But you also need to know a lot and continue to learn and grow. Well, Manette, I, I think the key word that jumped out of that for me that you just said is action. And you have to get your ass in gear and yes. do stuff. Yes. Because you can sit on the sofa and be a freaking PhD, <laughs> but it's not helping anybody. Yes. If you got to get up and put your knowledge and your heart and your desires you know, you got to get out and put it on the field and, and do something with it. And, you know, I, I know we're, we're getting pretty darn short on time all of a sudden. I'm just going to the clock. But I, I'd like to flip back over to something you opened with, which was uh, the local garden. This, I think it was Sunset Farms. I can't hardly read it. Sunset my Community but, Farms. Okay. Tell, tell me about that. I'm really interested in that. I don't want to give too much because it's not fully in my hands yet. I'm 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 leading on a project we're doing for Halloween, October 30th. We do have um, a festival coming up just to kind of introduce what we're going to be offering here at this site. But it's a very well-known site um, on the as I said, going into the northwest side of Charlotte um, up Beatty's Fort Road. And the farm is owned by a corporation in the area, and they've allowed a nonprofit, a a community development corporation to take over this farm. It has a house on the property, um, a greenhouse that we're covering. So we've just got to, you know, clean out the farm, um, get gardening going. We want to do planting, but a a place where we can host um, farmers markets and bring in programs for the college students and high school students and kind of create a community center in which the older people can begin to teach the young people about growing and seeds and trades and other things that you can do um, 
to make money and a real career for yourself because not everyone goes to college. So it's really um, more value of value to the community. So we'll know more, but you can Google us on sunsetcommunityfarms.com. Um, and our Hallelujah Harvest Festival is coming up October 30th. But we just have a lot more we're bringing to the community. Everything is not done yet. Um, we've just got our lawn cut where you can really see the farmhouse again and the greenhouse, which will be covered um, in the next coming weeks or days. So, yep, we'll be doing, you know, farming, farming in a place that the community can come. Uh, I'd love to follow that because uh, you, you may or may not know, but my company, Service Logic, where I work, is headquartered. Uh, in fact, we're in the truest tower downtown. It used to be the Hearst Tower. Very nice. But, um, yes. We can see uh, J. Uh, Johnson C. Smith University from our oh, floor. Oh my God! Um, so we're we're in that neighborhood, and uh, I'd love to stay on track with you with that, and um, just follow your pro progress. But uh, I think that's awesome. So congrats for getting involved with that. Um, Every time I think about gardening in the fall, I think about good greens because I love collard greens and turnip <laughs> greens and mustard greens. And this is the time of year where we almost get to harvest those. So uh, that's what uh, we I love. want. Oh, I love hearing that. And thank you for telling me about your company being here. Yeah. I definitely want to talk to you. So yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll we'll sync up offline and, and oh, have, a, yes. have a chat with that. So. Thank Maybe we drag drag uh, Tyler into the conversation. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. So let's do it. Well, Matt, I I do. Uh, I I got to jump. You know the the we're all so darn busy, but carving out this time with you has been so good, and and I, I really I do appreciate the flexibility because uh, I know we uh, tried. I tried a couple of times to get it scheduled, and I never could. And then finally. I was able to get a date to you that we yes. can do it. So uh, awesome. So thank you for taking time and love hearing about uh, the perfect assistant, the real estate, the, the sunset yes. farms. And, oh my God, you got a lot going on. I have a call at 1230 that I got to get rid of, ready for about the farm. So yeah. All right. Thank you. We'll, we'll represent well. Tyler, what do you think, man? I think this was another great episode. So, Manette, thank you so much for joining us here for this episode of Straight Outta Crumpton. 